Well, a rare sign of agreement between the Premier and the opposition leader here in BC. Let's find out why. Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun joining us this morning. Good morning, Vaughn. Morning, Simi. Well, they actually agree on this yeah. when it comes to our mining industry. They are both alarmed by the pending takeover of, uh, well, British Columbia's largest company, Tech. Big mining concern, being here a long time, model citizen, according to both parties. And it's the target of a takeover by a Swiss-based commodity giant. And the new premier is alarmed and concerned and opposes it. And the leader of the opposition, Kevin Falcon, told us yesterday he feels the same way. The pretty brutal comments, you know, both the premier and the leader of the opposition, Simi, um, basically said, look, uh, Glencore is not a model citizen. They're accused of bribery and corruption, and we don't want them here in British Columbia. That's as kind of uh, hostile as it gets. It really is here. but And there's some uh, history behind this too, right? Yeah. So um, you go way back. Uh, I, I was thinking about this yesterday, you know, in the way back in the 1970s, for heaven's sake. Um, Noranda, which is a Canadian company, was going to try to take over Macmillan Bloedel, which was then our biggest company and our biggest forest company. And the premier of the day, uh, Bill Bennett, said, BC is not for sale. And he blocked it. Now, Bennett had leverage. Uh, forest companies have cutting rights in British Columbia. And you can transfer the ownership of the company but the government can veto the transfer of the timber cutting rights. And Bennett made it clear that he was going to do that. And that was the end of the Noranda takeover. It just didn't happen. Mac Blow remained a B.C. company, you know, until it got taken over um, in the 1990s uh, by an American company. Um, and then the NDP government let it happen. They said, hey, this is a sign that British Columbia is a great place to invest the NDP government in the 90s had other issues on its plate, so it didn't try to block at that time. But um, in this case, and this is the problem facing the provincial government not wanting Glencore taking over tech, um, the problem is the province doesn't really have leverage to stop it. It can try persuasion, and that's what the premier's doing. He's calling on Ottawa to use its powers to scrutinize foreign takeovers of major Canadian companies. And he's saying, look into this and you tell me whether this is in the public interest because EB doesn't think it's in the public interest. It's not just that tech is a big company and employs a whole lot of people here, Simi. Its headquarters are in Vancouver, and you don't want to lose corporate headquarters because if it's taken over by a Swiss company, we're going to be a branch plant, and that's the, the abiding concern behind all this, apart from whether or not Glencore is going to live up to BC environmental standards and whether... Glencore has ethics problems. Well, that's the thing, right? That's the big concern here, too, is that Glencore does have some issues on that. In fact, yeah. Norway's Sovereign Wealth Fund, which is one of the world's largest investors, is actually backing tech in this and not necessarily backing Glencore. Yeah, no, it's it's a, a real issue. Um, it the, the hard part is exactly seeing how you can stop it and I mean, Ottawa could stop it. I don't know whether they're into that, the federal government. 
and it it goes as well to the issue of you know if if a big foreign company wants to invest in the province and buy into the province well, you could have the reaction the New Democrats did in the 1990s, which is, hey, this shows that uh, we're a good place to invest. In this case, they're going, uh, we're a target for a takeover we don't like, and the government is going to try to use public persuasion. And in this case, Simi, they have the opposition agreeing with them. So at least uh, the two major parties in the legislature are going to be able to speak with one voice on this issue. Okay, so where where does that go next from here? It's all in Ottawa's hands, though. Yeah, it's federal government. And, I mean, the, the thing is unfolding day by day. Uh, you know, I've been following it in the Financial Post business pages and the report on business uh, business pages in the Globe. And, yeah, it's, it's complicated. There are a whole lot more complications in this than the ones we've just talked about. But this is intervention by the provincial government and the opposition. Came up in question period this week, and then the premier spoke out as well. So at least uh, got the government and the opposition's attention on this. And uh, nationally, the national government can't really ignore the issue. Um, you know, they, they first of all, uh, again... Uh, the Trudeau government wouldn't be in power without support of the federal NDP. And I haven't looked into it in detail yet, but I my expectation is the federal NDP agrees with the NDP premier of BC that this takeover is bad news for British Columbia. Right. And so it's interesting, though, that this whole the retirement job of the former premier is involved in all this, too. Yeah. So that came up in the, uh, uh, you know, in the question period in the legislature this week as well. And, and here's the issue. After Horgan left office, he is immediately approached by tech to see if he would go on to the board of Elk Valley Resources. So another of the complications here, Simi, is that Tech is divide, in the process of dividing itself into two companies. One will be mining um, for everything else and other resources, and they're spinning off the coal mining division into a separate company. So Elk Valley Resources is where the coal mines are. Horgan has accepted an opinion, uh, position on the board of Elk Valley Resources. The Greens aren't happy. Uh, the Green leader, Sonia Firstenau, got up in the House this week and challenged the government um, about environmental issues, a big one involving water quality, involving the Elk Valley. And she asked the government point blank before John Horgan left, while he was still Premier, did he ever talk to you ministers about uh, what BC's position was going to be on the uh, water pollution issue in the Elk Valley? because the B.C. government did oppose having that issue go to the International Joint Commission, which regulates cross-border issues. So, first and I'll ask the question, point blank, uh, Environment Minister George Heyman comes back and says, no, never talk to him. And first and I'll try it again. She asked the question different ways. She thought the government was ducking it. Yesterday, she introduced a piece of legislation, and the legislation would say that premiers, when they leave office, cabinet ministers, when they leave office, cannot accept jobs like this one, a board appointment or another appointment, at provincially regulated companies for two years. 
So right now they're forbidden from lobbying for two years. The first to no change would say they can't take a job for two years. They have to stay away from that kind of corporate connection, uh, not take a job. Well, Horgan's job was announced the day he resigned yeah. as an MLA. So there's no interval there at all. Yeah, that is an interesting one. Um, I know we're going to talk more about it. I also have to ask you, though, looks like the SFU football program made it to the legislature yesterday. Yeah, you've been doing a great job keeping this issue alive, Simi, because it hasn't galvanized the House until yesterday. One of the BC United members got up and asked the government, what are you doing about this thing? And the answer was pretty noncommittal. Advanced Education Minister Selena Robinson said she's asked for a briefing on it, and she's aware of it, but she didn't really indicate she's going to do anything about it. The one thing that I, I, I thought about when I was hearing NDP minister talk about this is the NDP has a longstanding and and deep connections to Simon Fraser University. And the president of SFU for 10 years was Andrew Petter, was an NDP cabinet minister in the 1990s. And I sort of thought, like, you'd think maybe um, the New Democrats would be more sympathetic on this issue and would have come out and said, we're going to see if we can do anything about this. But I guess the issue... There's so many issues out there that I guess this one hasn't made its way up the government priority list, or maybe they've had a briefing on it and been told, not anything you can do about it, and that's discouraging. She took refuge in the fact that the matter is before the courts, which it is. I still thought a more sympathetic response would be warranted from a cabinet minister, given the impact, you've pointed it out, Simi, given the impact this has on the athletes and their families, and SFU's reputation. It's all, to me, it is all about the students. And so I was actually surprised to hear that they weren't, that wasn't their absolute first concern to say, this is unacceptable. You can't treat students that way. Nope, that's not what she said. And in fact, the only reason she even talked about it is because the opposition asked her during question period. I think there's more to come on that one. Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Cindy. Vaughn Palmer there from the Vancouver Sun.